Hey guys, welcome to episode 23 of the Real Sports Science Podcast. What we got going on, David? What's up, everyone? Uh, we got guest number four on the Real Sports Science Podcast. We're rolling. Uh, we got a guest this week. We got a guest next week. So stay tuned for that. But what's happening this week? What are we talking about? Who we got on, Matt? Oh, well, we've got Jack Burbank on. And with that, we're talking about touching grass and remembering the general public, as well as what it's like working with the real people of this world. And finally, the educational route. And if there are some hurdles with that or without the educational route. But before we get into it, we've got tweet of the week. And I got a funny one. So I put this tweet out. What is the worst or best excuse you've heard or have given to get out of participating in a study. So anyone who's in a PhD or even master's knows that without participants, basically, you're screwed. And it's sometimes very difficult to get participants. So what's the the worst excuse that someone's given you or that you've given to get out of participating? And this is the reply I got. This is funny. A few days after the inclusion visit, so a familiarization visit, a 68-year-old patient who told me she, who's retired, pho- phoned me and told me that she couldn't participate because she found a job. <laughs> this woman didn't want to do the participate or be a participant so badly. She came out of retirement to get out of That's- it. <laughs> That's either, decent, that or she's, either that or she's been she's finished her master's she's been on that grind that we've been talking about of finding a job for for 40 years <laughs> well, i'll tell you what maybe she can employ me that'll be a nice change eh? yeah um, or yeah I figure out where she got her <laughs> job because they're looking yeah. apparently there you go should uh, we should tell her to get in contact with the rss podcast tell her to post her job on there as well yeah but yeah yeah that's a great but yeah one. this is this is episode 23 we're excited that you're here it's the real sports science podcast with matt and david let's go hey you yeah you listening get sharing share it with your friends share it with your family make them share it with their friends and family let's keep it going let's keep it going like share comment i want to feel the love NFL predictions. I was wrong. Do you remember what your prediction was, Matt? Yeah, I said you I said even... Eagles were going to win twenty six seventeen. I think, or something along those lines. But um, I, I did say Eagles thought the Eagles was going to win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So did I, and I thought it was going to be a low scoring game as well. I was wrong. Did you watch the highlights? Yeah, I did. What a yeah. game! Can I just say that was crazy, and with a call like that as well. Um, yeah. What did you think? What did you think of the call? Controversial. Yeah, I, I think it was a bit soft. I can't lie. Yeah, but the thing is as well, like no football game or any sporting game, like team event is going to come down to one call, right? Like the Eagles squandered mm. a 10-point lead as well. Yeah. Like they had it, and then they messed up. And then they came back from what they were down, like six then, came back from that. But yeah, but great games. Like I wish, I wish that I could have watched it because it looked like it was an entertaining game back and forth um yeah end to end but yeah kansas kansas city comes on top so comes the next thing top. i want to say guess who's got energy again i'm recovered <laughs> i've slept snowden you took a lot out of me you took a bit of my spirit yeah. <laughs> and i i recently regained it um david we're gonna hate go back me now have... but it's all okay <laughs> we're gonna go back and just hear whispers of matt complaining on the way out <laughs> 
Oh, I was in. <laughs> a, I, now that I can reflect on it, I'll tell you what the best part of that vlog was: just being able to watch it back and be, you know, realize that was not me on that mountain. That was just a shadow of the man that I truly am. Because that person <laughs> had his heart taken out of him. I'm sorry, right? I was feeling ill. I just had to drive everywhere. You know, kind of tired. I know I've already spoken about this on the vlog and the other podcast. Watching Ewan and you, the little gazelles going up, like just running <laughs> that up that was... mountain. Right? I'm not having any of it. We didn't. We didn't talk about that. This guy. To be fair, he was carrying. We gave him the lightest backpack, which had in all of the camera equipment, which was basically just the camera which he was holding, so which wasn't in his backpack. Meanwhile, I've got about forty-five kilos worth of pears and apples in my backpack, and pears. and while hydrates, I took that? way too many pears. Pears. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that guy that says well, that when he goes, "I mean pears"? <laughs> it's like the baby or something. He's a rapper. Have you not heard that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I've> got pears. <laughs> um, oh. One other thing. The one other thing. This was funny that I just it, I just remembered. You were in such a bad mood, and you hadn't eaten anything. You you what you <laughs> you hadn't eaten anything except for a Snickers bar, right? So yeah. you'd gotten up at one thirty, not eaten a Snickers bar at some point, and I was like, and you were struggling. I was like, Matt like have a pair, like eat something. You're like, no, bro, no, bro. It's fine. I'll eat something when they get to the top. Meanwhile, you're yeah. like stumbling up the oh. hill. <laughs> I can't like every time you and you were like, Matt, you got to eat something. I was like, no, I'm fine. And then like, I just <laughs> head down, just zoned out looking at sheep and then walking along this <laughs> thing. Right. I said, I'll sheep, go straight. Sheep. I bought a head torch, which I held in my hand for the entire That's walk right. up the mountain yeah. anyways. Because <laughs> man's just forehead was too sweaty. <laughs> oh, fuming about that one. I can't lie. Oh, that was but hilarious. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it was worth it. It was worth it. I, I, it it was. was a great memory. And to watch it back, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great video. Uh, yeah, and we definitely need to go back up again. I'm thinking maybe this time we go when we know it's going to be definitely sunny, you know? maybe yeah. clear skies on the way up you look up and i was like boys i don't see any stars we're getting a tent because we i'm not i'm not doing that drive in the morning again i can't i that killed me <laughs> off I, it took me two days to recover yeah, we'll, it we'll killed almost all of us <laughs> we'll get a oh imagine that though we'll get a tent that'll be fun sorry i don't That'd know why i got sick. so excited for that you got really excited then it's fine it's fine sorry. yeah energy mate energy Speaking of getting excited, I think we should jump into our guest. Get excited for the guest. David, I've got the perfect intro for him. The okay. Bank okay. is going to be bringing pounds and pounds of conversation. His name is Jack Burbank. We're bringing it in. RSS Podcast. Let's go. For our next guest, we have Jack who sat right next to David. Um, I feel like I'm missing out massively here. Uh, you you are. Know, just There's another chair in here as well. I know. <laughs> uh, feel bad. I'm missing out. The gang's back together, except I'm all the way in Kent. But yeah, so we've got Jack, who me and him have been through the depths of a uh, power-based gym cleaning. Me and him. Well, me mostly. I always, I'm always cleaning, um, doing the majority of the work standard um but yeah jack is a pt he's been uh he's at power base still at power base right yeah still at power base my man. Um, yeah, yeah. St still carrying it on his shoulders now that uh david and i have left um but david still visits regularly just to say hello and just to clean about 20 kilos um <laughs> but yeah so welcome on the podcast jack 
Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you. It's a pleasure How to are you? Uh, pleasure to be asked. Yeah, I'm I'm good, mate. Good, I'm good, mate. How's how's things with you? Yeah, yeah, all all going good here. It's nice nice to just see everyone again. I mean, I see David every single day, but um, it's I know, nice getting to bored of me. <laughs> getting sick, getting sick of each other. After that two a.m. hike up Snowden, uh, we sort of got a newfound bit of our relationship going. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, if if you just like to tell the podcast a bit more about yourself, sort of where where your journey started, career wise, or yeah, just tell us, let everyone know about Jack. Uh, yeah, I'm Jack and um, I am sort of a fitness coach and personal trainer uh, based in Loughborough and Leicestershire. Um, so that's sort of where um, sort of my whole career has been based around is sort of fitness and and, and personal training sort of in and around Leicestershire. Um, I've done a little bit of a mixture between sort of online personal training, face-to-face, um, obviously sort of... Um, taken on a few clients within my role at Powerbase, um, as you two have been obviously a, a witness witnesses of. Um I've never seen any repeat customers, is all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Just because I give them everything they need on that. Yeah, one and done. Dream body in 60 minutes. Literally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. I just get my wand out, mate, and, and, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I've been in the fitness industry for roughly around sort of 10 years now um, in various different roles. Um, sort of recently, obviously at uh, Powerbase Loughborough University, I've worked over at Loughborough College as well. Um, that's where I studied and sort of got my qualifications from. Yeah. Um, Tell so. us a bit about your, your qualifications. So, so what, what route have you gone to get to where you are now? Okay. Um, uh, the uh, academic wise or, or studying wise or... Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. So, um, we see I left school, um, started studying at Loughborough College. So just started with a sort of like a basic sports diploma, um, a national award in sport. So that's sort of just very generic where you sort of cover the basics of biomechanics, anatomy and physiology, um, psychology, sort of that, them, them sort of subjects. Um, and then off the, off the back of there, I went in to do a foundation degree in sports coaching. Um, but found again that was sort of very sort of science heavy mm-hmm. um so it was probably less of a practical element of more of like a theory element whereas i found that to fit my sort of personality and character characteristic if you like i wanted a bit more of a hands-on approach um i, I sort of had a couple of friends that were that were uh, in the in the fitness industry and as pts um and sort of after having numerous conversations with them i sort of got influenced a little bit into sort of getting my level two and uh, my level two gym qualification as well as my level three personal training qualification. And um, just off the back of that, studied studied my um, level two gym and level three PT course at, at Loughborough College. And um, yeah, sort of got offered a job there off the back of it. You know, like most PTs probably start doing a few sessions with, with friends and family members um, and stuff like that, just to get a little bit of experience and a little bit of knowledge and, and sort of a bit of firsthand experience. Um, and then one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. So, and because uh, now you're doing it uh, more privately. I mean, you work at base as well, but but you still have clients outside of that. And did you did you do that kind of full time, uh, privately, or have you always had kind of a, a mixture of being in a at, in a base or not base, but in a gym, yeah, and also privately? Um, so initially, um, I sort of started. Um, sort of working working 
uh, at various different places, leisure centers and, and local gyms delivering classes. Um, and that's where a lot of my clients, I would get a lot of my clients from. Um, so delivering classes and stuff like that and, and sort of off the back of that, you know, networking with people, you know, before or after the class and, and, and one, one thing would lead to another. Um, and then, you know, I started doing sessions with a few, few, few of my class members, um, off the back of that, I sort of had a, a period where it really took off. Um, so I wasn't able to deliver classes elsewhere and I just put all my eggs in one basket and, and started just doing personal training solely. Um, and then COVID hit and, and various other elements started to influence sort of what I could and couldn't do. Um, so, uh, the last sort of year or so I've been at, at Powerbase, um, still doing one-to-ones outside of there, uh, but just on a, on, on a sort of a slightly smaller basis. Um, so I suppose a little bit of a mixture really yeah. back to your, back to your question. And yeah. you said, yeah. um, do you sort of, uh, do online and in person, which one do you prefer? If if you have a an option, I guess what like what he's are the asking, complications? who do you like more, me who's in person or Matt who's online? Ooh, <laughs> oh, good question, good question. This could rustle a few feathers. <laughs> um, relating to the personal training question, um, I I like the face to face stuff. I like interacting with people. Um, I like being there in person. Um, I think online is good, but there's only there's only so far you can take it. Um, you know, as we all know, sort of through the last couple of years, like virtual, yeah, it's good and it it has a purpose, but it doesn't sort of tick all the boxes. Yeah, um, I guess there's more complications quite... that can arise from it. Yeah, there is definitely, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's probably not as easy as as straightforward as sort of it comes across to people. So I guess it's the accessibility of it. That's that's the beauty of it. If people either aren't comfortable in a gym setting or for some reason aren't able to go to the gym or aren't able, or especially in COVID, not able to have people come into their houses. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the great thing about online is just the accessibility of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, your de- degree is a, a big subject or like how you got qualifications and, and that. And you've kind of had both sides of it is yeah. where you started a degree in coaching, right? Sport, yeah, sports coaching, yeah. Sports coaching, yeah. and then said it's a bit too sciencey. I want to go more practical. Yeah, sure. Right? Tell us a bit a bit about that and if or what you would say to people that that say you need to get uh, a bachelor's in sports science and you need to get a master's in SNC to be a good coach, to be a good personal trainer. Yeah, sure. I think a lot of my experiences has have actually came from sort of like the practical side of things. Yeah, you know, um, I don't. I think you know, like like you say, the, the the theory and the practical side, they're all fit for purpose. And I suppose depending on how you are as a character um, and and what sort of what your personality is, will depend on sort of what what avenue works for you. Uh, me personally, um, just me as an individual. Um, I think just just having that practical side and and, and being there face to face and having that one to one that one to one interaction with people just work for me personally. Um, I would say that you don't necessarily need you know loads of you know high end qualifications to, to to be a good coach. I think a lot of the things that I have learned um, have came from just sort of being there in the moment and and, and sort of. Um, you know, getting that interaction with, with, with customers and clients. Um, but I definitely do feel like the, 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 the qualifications do help and, and, and gives you a really good sort of, um, you know, increased amount of knowledge really, mm. um, going forwards. Uh, um, and I suppose 
being around different people on your courses and stuff like that that's you know really beneficial that you can sort of interact with them and get their opinions and, and sort of you know share ideas amongst yourselves to a degree whereas I probably took the different route and just went straight in there um I suppose by myself just 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 with a with, with a face-to-face element really yeah. so I would say yeah depending on you as a, an individual would depend on sort of which which avenue would take I wouldn't say there's any sort of ad- advantage or disadvantage sure at all I guess but, it depends on what you're looking for afterwards as well yeah in sure a, in, a, in a way yeah like if you want to go academics and do research then you have to get the degree but if you're really into just the practical side of things and PTing then it's also a bit quicker as well than getting a four-year degree and it is yeah yeah definitely mm. definitely so I suppose your circumstances yeah you know and, and sort of where you're where, what, yeah where you are in your life will sort of determine that sure. as well and, and where you want to go yeah so yeah definitely I was just um I was just thinking like what what does make a good coach because I mean you know we we always talk about we're so I guess focused on the elite environment and all these athletes and what makes them tick that you know what what does make a good coach what makes a good PT in a way mm-hmm. does it differ or and on the, on the back of that like what are your values and beliefs of what makes a good coach what makes you a good coach um <laughs> I I would say um you you obviously have to know your client that you're working with so um you know obviously everyone's different you know there's such a diverse range of different people from from different backgrounds different ability levels so i would say you know sort of that that first stage of whether it's a consultation whether it's just a conversation in a gym i think that 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 is quite an important sort of part of the process you know sort of making them um you know that sort of not judgment calls as such but actually just getting to know the individual um having a conversation you know being quite open and honest uh, about you know where they're at where they want to go um so sort of that 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 personable sort of um approach but also just being you know having good communication skills and and i suppose being quite enthusiastic about you know what you do ultimately if you're i suppose trying to sell fitness um and sell a, a healthy lifestyle you know ultimately it's about how you sort of deliver that and how you get that message across you know, um, I would say most PTs can give people a good workout. They can, you know, give them all the spiel. But I, I suppose it's how you put that across to the the individual and how they perceive it, um, and what they do with that information going forwards. Um, so I suppose working together as a team to to get them from from A to B, if you like. It's so interesting because, uh, like what Matt was saying, there is such a difference between sport sporting like sporting people athletes. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> And and kind of the general population or just not athletes and people who aren't doing that because they want to be the top 1%. And I think in in the environments that Matt and I are in often, it's trying to get people, you know, that extra 1% better so they that they win a gold medal or that they, you know, win a premiership or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah and, definitely. And I think often we forget that there's that that's like such a low percentage of the population that there's, you know, sure. 99% of the population just wants to be able to like play with their kid or pick up their kid in their arms without any back pain or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And those are the, a lot of people, if I'm correct, that you get to work with, that you work yeah, with. Yeah, that's right? correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And so when you say, you said they're like, it's about how you deliver it. And then what they do with that information, like usually you don't have to tell people, sorry, you don't have to tell athletes to train. Like they want to train. They know, how, they know, that that's something they need to do and they have that internal um drive to do that sure 
So what's what's important for you or what do you what do you try to do or how do you get people to buy in to what you're saying? So to get them from point A to point B. Yeah, sure. So I feel feel like me as a as a fitness coach, as a PT, um, I feel like it's a lot more than that. Um, I know with a lot of like my clients that I've worked with previously and, and even a couple of current clients, you know, I see them as 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 a as a customer, of course, a client, but also as a friend. Um, I feel like I am somebody that hopefully, you know, if they have had a bit of a a bit of a shitty day, they can they can come to me and and you know they can sort of you know, just have a little bit of a rant and, and sort of open up to me. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say go to the, go to the extreme of, 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 of being a, a counselor as such, but being a yeah. bit more of like a support network sure. um, where they can, I can at least be a, be, be someone that can listen, you know, um, someone that can, that they can share, you know, things with that they wouldn't, they might not want to share with their friends you know um so i feel like being a a coach and a pt is is you know it's okay rocking up and, and delivering an hour session and 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 then you know you you you're off and you don't see them till the week after but i feel it's it's there's a lot more to it um you know with that said i feel like the more open and honest you can be with a client the 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 more productive the sessions could be so i suppose with that i the approach that i take is yeah i'm a pt but i also I'm there as a as a friend, as a support network. If they do want to share anything, if they do have any questions to ask, you know, whether it is fitness related, mm. whether it is just you know something something in life, you know, obviously I'm still quite young, so I can't I can't answer every question and, and give everyone amazing advice. I'm sure a lot of my clients have got a lot more life experience than myself, but just as a as an opinion and just a, another way of maybe them looking at it from a different perspective, maybe. Um, so yeah, hopefully that sort of answers your question. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just, it's, it's just so interesting because as we said, like the athletes are so different in a way, like it's, uh, as David mentioned, the internal motivation, um, it's just, it, I wouldn't even say internal motivation. It's just something that they wake up and they're like, well, got to go train. It's like comes in hand in hand with the job. They're getting paid to train essentially. Whereas for someone who's got so many external factors that make it difficult for them to train, like someone who's got a job, say they're working nine to five in London, they have to commute there. They got to wake up seven, have breakfast, got to commute an hour. So that's eight, you know, till nine. That, what time do you get home? Maybe seven o'clock. Who wants to do that after a tough, like a long day? And especially yeah, if you've sure. got someone that like a PT who's not bringing the energy or not someone you're comfortable with, there's no chance you're going to go to gym. And, you know, everyone's got friends and you know what it's like when you've had a crappy day and you can just talk to a friend, it immediately lifts you out of that mood and you feel a lot better. So making that like hand in hand, going to the gym with a friend, that will make you feel a lot better. And then the reward of actually going to the gym, you know, we can talk about like the release of um, dopamine and serotonin. It just it makes sense, like both hand in hand go together and you come out feeling so much better. But it's something that, you know, people in SNC coaches never really have to deal with to an extent. Um, but you in your in your line of work as a PT, these PTs will have to deal with it every single day. Um, so I guess that is the one of the biggest main factors um, that you, you have to come across and have to sort of manage. It's once again, we always talk in all of our podcasts about the balancing act. And it seems everyone's balancing different things. And you're having to yeah. balance like just obviously you want to get a session done, but you'll have to balance being a counselor, as you said, not, not to an extent, but like as a, as a mate, you're going to have to balance their emotions and their sort of gym session. Cause you can't just be like, all right, 
you've had a crappy day, but mm. I'm going to come and beast you for this session. Yeah. Get ready yeah. for 10 yeah, sets yeah, of 10 yeah. on leg press. Then we're going to go <laughs> squat straight after, you know, it just, you've got to be like, okay, yeah. he's feeling, he's feeling, he's had a really bad day. He just wants to talk to me. We'll go to a relatively light session that they can still benefit from. So I guess you have to think yeah. on your feet. Um, yeah, sure. Immediately, you know, like say, and then as well, you know, as ended as, um, injuries come up as well you know like someone might hurt themselves at work or they just someone going you know uh, I, I recently had to speak to someone who's got arthritis in uh, their one arm so immediately you're like okay what do we do now okay so you need to have that sort of like problem solving um you know you've got a whole yeah, yeah, upper yeah, day definitely. you've got a whole upper push session ready for them on the day and then they go oh yeah i forgot to tell you I've got arthritis in this one arm and you're like yeah sick so uh, back to the drawing board. <laughs> looks like it's one, and, yeah, looks like it's just one arm exercises all day. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been ready for that one arm. It's going to be massive. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's very very interesting to hear, hear like what both do you sides do? of the complications. Yeah, yeah sure. and what and what? How do you manage when expectations aren't met, and especially when I think when an athlete comes in and they're having a bad day, there is a little bit of like, okay, let's manage it. But at the end of the day, if they want to be good at this sport, they have to do it. Yeah, right? sure, sure. Um. But for you, if if they're coming and they have a bad day or something's going wrong or the energy isn't there or, or whatever external factors, like at the end of the day, you're just trying to get them to exercise and then come back again and exercise again and not give up. So how do you manage how do you manage that? And also how do you manage when expectations of themselves aren't met? You know, like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm not progressing and and maybe they're thinking of giving up. Um, like how do you manage that as a coach? Yeah, I suppose you've got to give them sort of reasons and, and give them the motivation of, of, of why they're doing it. Um, but a lot of clients that I work with, you know, after a, a, a certain period of time, you know, they 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 sort of in the forefront of their mind, they're always thinking of the things that they can't necessarily do or they can't necessarily do as well as they would like to. And like for me, uh, sort of in my role, my my job is then to sort of remind them of the journey that they've already taken. Mm. And 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 sort of remind them of the progress that they've already made. So they 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 might be thinking, oh, you know, I, you know, I really want to do a, be able to do a pull up, but I, I can't do a pull up yet. But they've already had a couple of goals that they've already ticked off before. Then, so you know, I don't know, run a five k, you know, do do uh, you know, a fifty kilo leg press or or whatever. So for me, it's just about I suppose getting them to look at it from a different perspective and 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 and, and getting them to look at it of of what they've already achieved already to as opposed to what they actually can't do mm. um so for me it's about getting them motivated keeping them motivated um and and, and sort of like i say trying to adapt fitness into a, a lifestyle rather than um you know sort of sort of getting them so regimented like a like an athlete would be you know give them alternatives um you know so if they don't necessarily fancy doing a, a session with myself then there's no reason why they can't go on out, out on a walk with the dog or, or go on a bike ride or, or, or do a little bit of a, a, a hit session at home. So, so for me, it's just about, I suppose, keeping them on track, um, you know, sort of, sort of giving them the, you know, finding that reason why, why they are doing this, why they are working out, you know, what is their reason behind it? You know, it might be from a previous injury. It might be something that's, 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 that's triggered them, yeah. you know, in their life, you know, from, from like a health perspective, maybe, or, yeah. or, or sort of a, a relative maybe, or, or a friend. Um, but it's just keep keeping on, sort of reminding them of the of the why and and mm. and hopefully just keep on you know mm. keep the ball rolling so what, what yeah what would you say if if somebody came to you and it was like um like new client and and they say yeah like i've i'm on and off at the gym 
I go for, you know, a few weeks or maybe even a couple of months, but then I just lose the motivation. And as soon as there's, you know, one thing that doesn't go wrong or something that like kind of kicks me out of that routine that I've built, it's just downhill and I can't get it back. Um, so for me, again, it's just about sort of giving them, giving them motivation and, and reasons to, to, to continue. Um, you know, whether we take that slightly different approach and, and, and sort of just say to them, it's not necessarily a matter of how much you do. It's about actually just getting in there, you know, little, something, you know, something is better than nothing. Mm. So w- whether they do find alter- alternative routes. So like I say a minute ago about going on walks, you know, taking the dog out, going on a bike ride, you know, going down to the park with the kids, you know, it's all physical activity. It's yeah. all burning calories, moving the body. Um, but then again, the sessions that they, that they do with me, um, I, I, I would feel that they're, you know, very important for me to, you know, use that time that we spend with each other to keep them, to keep them enthusiastic, to keep them motivated, you know, to, to sort of, you know, give them, give them that, that accountability to, to, to keep going. And, 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 you know, as, as we probably all know, you know, when, when you sort of achieve something in life, whatever it is, whether it's gym related or not, you know, that, that is enough motivation to, to sort of, what make you want to do it again um you know you know you might try something new but for example you know you might start a a completely new sport you know you 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 play that sport you've never done it you enjoy it you play well you think oh hang on a minute i'm quite good at this you know that's enough of a reason to then maybe give it a go again so so for me it's about sort of you know um giving them you know giving them the compliments you know motivating them you know sort of prod them to a degree and, and, and sort of try and try and sell fitness to a degree, you know, tell them the health benefits, tell them the, the long-term, the short-term benefits, you know, and, and I suppose get them sort of thinking about how they can integrate it into their lifestyle. And it's not a, unfortunately it's not a quick fix. It's a, Hmm. it's a long-term, a long-term, a long-term plan Hmm. really. So spitting some knowledge, aren't you, Jack? <laughs> no, it, it is. It is I about that. It, no, it's 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 so interesting to hear it. And I I was just wondering, since like you started your whole career in PT and as a fitness coach, has anything changed? Um, like, have you have you noticed anything change from when like how you're coaching or that you've seen in the industry? Yeah, has it changed since you started to now? Really, um, I would say um, the industry is a lot more saturated um, with coaches gyms as a whole um you know like david said earlier like that access accessibility mm. of different different platforms and different avenues i know obviously again talking about covid again since then a lot of people have gone online um to to, to sort of look for pts coaches you know online coaches um so so i, I feel like the competition out there for this pool of clients you know, is a lot more competitive. Um, but I would just say for me, like the, the the biggest thing is just you can't really put a price on experience. And actually, you know, I've worked with, you know, probably hundreds of different people, whether it be online or face-to-face. And, and you know, each and every session, I will learn something new, whether it's about the client, whether it's about, you know, a, 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 maybe a, a tactical approach, how to how to approach a client or, or anything like that. I feel like that firsthand knowledge and that experience, you can't, you can't put a price on it as such. Yeah. Very, very, very valuable to sort of, you know, everything that I've done. And I feel like even in another 10 years time, I'll still learn and still pick up knowledge bombs and stuff like that and, and different ways to, 
to help clients. Yeah, I guess, I guess you have to like you, and, and, or you just stay stagnant. And we were just talking about that with, uh, with another guest, and he said, you know, the people that learn from either past jobs, whether it was good or bad, are the ones that move forward or continue to prog- progress, and the people that don't are the people still at, in that same entry level job. Yeah, that they were in twenty years ago. Sure, yeah. sure. So that that is that's interesting. We just hear we hear these same nuggets of gold from everyone. And it, <laughs> it makes you think, oh, this is probably important. Yeah, should sure. probably write this down now. Yeah, <laughs> first first fifteen times, I'm like, hmm, don't know about that. And, and there's <laughs> no time. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, we can we can say it um, as much as possible, but as if you know, our, our listeners are, while they're listening to this, if you haven't experienced it yourself. You'll never truly understand what we're saying. So think about it whilst you're listening to this. Think about like, have you ever experienced a time where you can reflect on and actually learn from to bet yourself in the future? So, you know, I mean, there's multiple times, even though I said it in the, in the, in our last podcast with the guest, I said that, you know, I was busy looking either side of me and see how everyone's progressing. I was too busy looking either side to actually notice that maybe I should progress as well and find out what steps I can take to progress like they are and stop looking at outside and just focus on within my own being and what I can control. Um, So yeah, I was just thinking like for someone starting out as a PT, what things have you learned and anything that you could share with them that would help them sort of build (coughs) upon themselves and get them started? Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with 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 sort of that experience element. You know, until you've gone through it yourself, until you've, you know, witnessed it firsthand and and gone through the the, the different emotions and stuff like that, it is it is quite hard to sort of explain to somebody how, you know, how it should feel, how it should go, you know, in, until you've actually been there and done it yourself. Um for me myself, I mean, it's 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 just a matter of just keep on improving, keep on keep on learning, um, and 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 keep on, you know, working with different people, which will hopefully give me an insight into different different methods of coaching as well. You know, how how I would how how would, how I would approach in a session, say with yourself, might be different with how I approach a session with David. No legs for Matt. Definitely not. <laughs> Because already, because they're already built. Hey, they're already built. (laughs) Oh, mate, Quadzilla! (laughs) Kickstart a jumbo jet. These can. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Maybe like a Tonka truck. Oh, cheers, David. Um, (laughs) No, but so like, yeah. What what challenges or complications have you? Obviously, you've mentioned some earlier, but what was I'd say? What I'm wondering, what would be the main one that you face, and then how how have you overcome it? Um. I think that when I first started in the industry, I thought, you know, it was going to be quite a, an easy ride, to be honest. Um, you know, a lot of people from the outside in probably look at PTs and think, oh, it's not a bad job. You rock up for an hour, you, you deliver a one-to-one session, and then off you go. You can go and enjoy your day. You know, you you, you don't do a an eight, nine-hour shift as, 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 one, as one burst. You know, it's a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there. Um, but for me, it's it's it's... I suppose exploring them different avenues to where I can help people. And that's where like the online element comes in. Um, everyone's, everyone's completely different. Everyone has, um, you know, different, different obstacles in their life that they need to get over and what they need to come up, you know, what they need to overcome. <coughs> that's right. 
Sorry, it's literally sorry. just keeps on building up. That's right. Let it all out, Jack. Let it all out. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Getting emotional here, guys. <laughs> I'll see you soon, Jack. I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in five. I'll see you in five. <laughs> Did you ever work a shift with Matt David? Um, I don't know. I never saw him. No. Too busy cleaning. Uh, yeah. Too busy cleaning. <laughs> I was too busy cleaning. So, oh, it so you did work a shift with him. Just, um, yeah, yeah. just he might have been absent. Yeah, right. I was uh, under the treadmills, just vacuuming. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Scrubbing, scrubbing the chain in the treadmill yeah. with a toothbrush. Yeah, the, the old, the old, the old one that you always used to say to me is, oh, "I'm just, uh, I'm just cleaning the back office out. I'm just cleaning the back office out." <laughs> Great the chair still works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, ju- oh, I heard they need cleaning out the foam pit. I'm just gonna just gonna hop over the there. Foam. Yeah, yeah. You come Project in and managing just, that yeah. again. Just chucking out yeah. the foam like this. Okay, that's me done. That's five. That's five. That's done. You can't do it. Can't do more. Try to run up the massive foam piles that oh. you created in there. That was Unreal. hilarious. That was brilliant. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was Go in there for ten minutes. Come out. But the only time I did work with Matt is when we made the podcast. Oh, that, okay. was, yeah, true. that was power base. That was power base. We were like, let's start a podcast. Yeah, nice. So that's where it originated. Yeah, from, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so for me, like, yeah, just every, every, everyone's, you know, really different. Everyone has, has, has their own sort of issues in their life. I've, I've worked with quite a range of different clients, um, you know, some with disabilities, some with mental health issues and stuff like that. So, so, so for me, it's just about, I suppose, um, knowing, knowing the client, knowing how to communicate them, how to, how to sort of get my message and my motivation across to them and, and, and sort of making them over, overcome their obstacles in life as well. You know, they're, they're, they might have barriers why they don't train or why they don't go to the gym. So for me, it's about hopefully trying to eliminate them barriers. So fitness and physical activity is a lot more accessible to them. Um, like, like we've spoken already about going on walks, you know, taking the kids down to the park, going for a swim with the family, whatever it may be, there is, it doesn't necessarily just have to be in a gym environment, you know, lifting weights, running on a treadmill. There's, there's loads of different avenues or other routes that you can take to get them healthier, get them moving a little bit more. Do you get, do you get it a bit when, when people like just, they're, I don't know, they're decided to get on a routine or, you know, it's January 1st, so they're all fired up and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym 14 times a week uh starting from now and before that they weren't going any time any you know and how how do you manage that i mean 14 times maybe not but but even like you know i'm going to go monday to friday or you know six times a week to the gym and lift heavy and do all these intense sessions like how do you take that energy and then be like well that's awesome but let's let's put it in a way that's sustainable sure sure so you're saying sort of going from like one extreme to the other yeah yeah yeah. um and how yeah. you kind of like let's pump the brakes but not get rid of their energy yeah sure let's just like make sure that we're gonna because it's no use doing it 14 times a week and then burning out in a month and then not doing it right yeah yeah sure so again sort of just re-emphasizing the importance of like the recovery yeah and i say this a lot to people i, I, I would prefer them to do say six or seven days out of 14 and be able to to, to push themselves to their maximum. So 90%, 100% rather than like you say, going double the amount of time. So 14, 14 times, you know, every two weeks or, or, or whatever, and, and only be able to, to sort of coast through the session. So for me, it's about what they actually do in the time that they've got rather than actually how often or how frequently they can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as we all know, 
you know, the recovery element to fitness is, is, is massive. It's so underrated. Um, you know, your recovery time ultimately can dictate what happens within your next session to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about reining them in, you know, explaining to them that fitness is a lifestyle. It's not a, a short-term fix. It's not something that can, that can change or influence overnight. Um, and just sort of rein them back in the best I can, really. Yeah, and like the, on on the last major topic, I think that we'll talk about on here is longevity, um, which has, I mean, in recent years, it has been massive. You know, as you said, like so many people are coming out with different information. And one person that's, I guess, leading the conversation, or one person I've heard the most about is David Sinclair. And I was wondering if within the health and fitness world, is this being something you've noticed more? Like our clients coming in and asking, like, instead of, oh, I want to get stronger, actually, I want to live longer and my, I want my quality of life to be extended longer. Um, so, yeah, longevity for me is, is yeah, is, is a big thing. I, I try and um, put it across to people that people can have, like, performance-related goals. So things that they can relate to in the gym. Mm. So, you know, do a pull-up, do 10 press-ups in a row, but, but also have, like, real-life goals as well. So whether that is relatable to, to, to their families, their lifestyle. <coughs> I just see, keep on seeing Matt laugh every time I call. <laughs> no, I'm that, smiling. That's making me smiling, smiling. Okay. <laughs> we'll call it smiling. We'll call it smiling. So yeah, for me, for me personally, it's about, um, you know, sort of, you know, explaining that fitness is a lifestyle. You know, it's not a short-term fix. It's a lot more healthier to, to try and make it maintainable over a, a longer a longer time rather than a, a short fix. I get a lot of people that obviously ask me about, you know, they've got a wedding or a holiday to get ready for in six weeks. Mm. You know, what's the best way to go about it? Mm. And for me, again, as much as, you know, I want to help them with it, realistically, they might not get much change within that time frame. So it's just about, you know, getting them to, to keep the ball rolling and, 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 and sort of start, incorporating fitness into their lifestyle whilst the motivation is high and whilst the 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 ideas in their head but also just be honest and open with them and, and just say you know you might not see massive results or massive changes in this period but if you stick at it and stay consistent with it then you know over maybe a 12-week period that's where you might start to see a little bit more the next wedding the you go to next summer be an absolute unit yes definitely definitely so just yeah being honest with them yeah but also yeah. So in your mind, it's like, yeah, great, six weeks. But let's use that as a springboard to to the next six months, One, the next six years. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. You know, yeah. ultimately what you do now can determine your future yeah. and what happens next year, what happens the year after. So ultimately, you know, you're in control of that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like you said, use it as a springboard yeah. and, a, and a platform to, to work from. Yeah. Have you had a favorite client? favorite client yeah. Ooh. i hope none of my clients are listening to this. um <laughs> or if you don't want to answer that <laughs> oh i guess that's kind of the same is like the, your your favorite population or favorite type of person to work with that you have a consultation with someone you're like yeah this is gonna be good um like i say i've worked with a quite a quite a diverse range so i'm, I'm quite lucky in that element and i would say that I've worked with a couple of like elite athletes and stuff like that, which is obviously very enjoyable. You know, I'm sure it would be for anyone just getting a bit of a, a bond and a bit of an insight into sort of them as a, an individual and their, 
their lifestyle. But I would say from a slightly more rewarding perspective, sometimes it's it's a little bit better to work with those that are probably slightly less able, if that makes sense. So like I say, I have worked with people that have got disabilities that have, you know, mental health issues that are in, you know, wheelchairs and, 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 you know, have, have various different, different, um, you know, backgrounds. And I find that's a little bit more rewarding for me because I feel like they probably value the session and the time that we spend together a little bit more. Um, they probably take more from it. Um, they might be sort of slightly less experienced, slightly less knowledgeable in fitness. So for me, probably, Mm. probably that element. Mm. Totally get that. I worked in my, my undergrad, um, I worked with people with COPD and I'll never forget that feeling of, and the study, this intervention was four weeks of training three times a week and I did the training and I'll never forget the feeling of like them coming in after two weeks and be like, Oh, how are you doing? And them being like genuinely excited because, you know, he can, he can mow his lawn without having to take a break at the tree that's halfway or sure, or sure. somebody can go up all of their flights of stairs without having to dip, take a break halfway. Definitely, definitely. You know, like, oh, yeah, and, they're, and to them, like, that's gold. It's massive, right? massive. Yeah, 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 yeah Like, definitely. they don't massive. care about running a sub-100 meters, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're able to, yeah, like, play tag with their granddaughter or grandson. Definitely. I'll never forget that feeling. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I would completely agree with you. That, for me, is a lot more a lot more satisfying, you know, knowing that, you know, like you say, that might come across as quite a small thing to most people, you know, is such a big thing for them and, and a big impact on their life. And and like you say, from from mowing the lawn to, you know, playing with the grandkids, uh, you know, for me, that's that I get a lot more satisfaction from that, you know, knowing that, that again, you know, something small that might come across small to, you know, our, our, ourselves. Yeah. It's such a it's such a big thing for them. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's very very rewarding. So yeah. like last thing really that I'd like to know is, uh, do you have any tips for the young coaches that want to start out and build their own PT their own PT business? <laughs> one of them is uh, one of them's talk clearly. I'm guessing. Um, so, right. Yes, as I've messed up. That's right. Um. <laughs> um so for me, just 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 be like proactive, really, like in in your approach. I mean, um, I think I was quite quite lucky, and I got quite a lot of support from you know some some of my friends that were already in the industry. You know, my my pre, my old lecturers and stuff like that. So yeah, be proactive. You know, um, you know, within sort of like the first um, couple of months of me considering being a PT, I, I already had a website produced. I already had you know business cards produced, social media accounts. You know. Um, sort of on the go so for me be proactive you know unfortunately you know clients aren't just going to come to you you have have to be you know you do have to get yourself out there you know whether that is in a gym environment and, and you pick clients up off the back of that teaching classes you know being quite active on social media and 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 and, and stuff like that so just try and get as much experience as you can you know whether it is if it is shadowing an SNC session, whether it is, you know, shadowing maybe a, a local boot camp, boot camp instructor that's a little bit more experienced than you, you know, just offering a hand and, and, and getting that knowledge and that experience because, you know, it is, it is priceless. You can't, you can't, um, you know, you can't emphasize enough how important it is to, to get that first hand experience. Mm. Um, so yeah, for me, just be proactive in your approach. Um, 
and 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 yeah get as much experience as you can in in different avenues um and yeah just always be open to to learn new things amazing that's awesome that was great yeah thank you so much like it was i I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation it was it was a real insight to see that was just a real insight to learn what the differences are between those both sort of industries even though they're pretty similar there are such vast differences that on a day-to-day people will experience different things coaches you know in the snc environment will experience vast different things than a, a pt would even though they're basically doing the same thing uh, but just working with different demographics it is, it is it was a great insight so thank you for coming on jack it was a lovely lovely conversation no pleasure mate thanks yeah. for thanks yeah. for having me thank you and we got is it time for quick fire questions oh. to end it off there's always time that's right. Oh, Take a sip go. of water. You're let's gonna need go. it, Jack. <laughs> right, I need to brace myself. I need to brace myself. What's he got on the agenda? You can't use coughing as an excuse to think about these. It's got to be off the dome. I might have to, do, yeah, delay, <laughs> delay my answers. A cough's coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Born ready. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Nice. What is one thing you regret spending money on? Food. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> true. Actually. What dish do you cook best? Oh, what a second question. Ooh, that is a good question. It, it could be one or two things. Um, do you need one or two? Oh, you give can give both. us two. Give yeah, us yeah. More than merit. So I cook a, a mean hunter's chicken. I don't know if you've... I've yeah. never heard of that. That no? is un- hunter's, a hunter's chicken. chicken's unbelievable. It's the best combination you can think of. So you've got chicken, yeah. bacon, oh, cheese, and barbecue sauce. Oh. It's as unreal. like a, it's yeah, it's like all as all as one. Yeah. Like you can wrap the bacon around the chicken. You can yeah. I only got introduced to it. Tell you what, I'm going over to Jack's ago. tonight for dinner. And it was unreal. Oh yeah, it's it's a great thing. What's the other? What's the other dish? Yeah, what's the other one? Oh, the other one. After that. Yeah, it's not going to top that. I'm afraid. <laughs> spaghetti bolognese. That's decent. Oh, good spaghetti. You know bo- a good spag ball though can blow it's, your mind. Yeah. Parmesan, yeah. yeah. Oh, Have wow. you ever tried frying it the next day, like frying it in a pan, and then the noodles get a little crispy? Really? That's good. Wow, I need to try, try that. that. I need to tip. try that. What yeah. is your favorite rainy day activity? Cleaning. That's yeah, wiping answer. the uh, treadmills down in. Uh... <laughs> um, no, um, I would probably say rainy day. Um, Probably Netflix, yeah, or a day, of, a day of just watching sport, maybe, yeah, depending on what day it is. When 100%. those two things line up, when there's some some good sport games on or something, and it's raining and you have nothing to do, yeah, perfect. And then last perfect. one, Get yourself comfy. Oh, yeah. Sorry, last one, last one. What is your favorite gym exercise? Ooh, one favorite gym exercise. Ooh, um, I do like a box jump nice Man, when you've got a bit of hops yeah. yeah 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 that's what i'm yeah. thinking yeah jumping um, yeah. jack jumping that's literally <laughs> that's the route i was going down there we go there we go what jumping a way jack. to finish off well thank you Back for coming you yeah. to you. thank you for coming <laughs> on jumping jack, jack. <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you <laughs> pleasure pleasure <laughs>